0: Did you say swap brains or swap legs?
1: Legs, legs, legs or brains.
2: Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing
1: quick overview hopefully today we'll be having a discussion around the importance of being your authentic self at work which is it's it's an important topic for anyone listening to this in the workplace and um, you know for them to have the confidence to be who they are we also open that up, up to what being authentic actually looks like and hopefully um through those themes we'll also get to some suggestions on on how a workplace could be correctly set up before we get going, could you start off by just saying hello? Hi, I'm Sarah Yesel.
3: Hi, I'm EC
2: Burns.
1: Both of you are our Prism ERG co-leaders at Cheetah Digital.
2: What is the strangest or most interesting animal-related item that you own? If you can swap legs with any animal, what animal would you swap with and why?
3: I'm gonna go with the strangest animal object i own i was uh walking on the streets here in new york city i found a usb drive that you plug into your computer and there's stuff on it and i absolutely knew that i should not put it in my computer but curiosity got the best of me and it has pictures of dead animals on it
1: that's a great start to our show can I have cheery stuff? Don't you own like a, a, a cat hat or a dog ears? Were they like
3: brown dead? I should have phrased this better. It was in memoriam pictures. Oh! oh
2: no. I thought that was like a serial killer. Important clarification.
3: Think of like a elementary school or a middle schooler creating a presentation to like remember their their dog that died.
1: This is so much better than what you started with, which was one of the darker introductions we've had on this show. Just to confirm, the, the dodgy USB that you picked up from the street and then inserted into your own personal device had an immemorium to an animal, a loved one.
3: I still have the USB drive because that's like one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced here in New York City. And I'm like, I never want to forget this.
1: Sarah, maybe bringing us um, back on, I wouldn't have never seen this, but maybe this question of which legs would you swap with an animal is the most sort of uh, sensible question we've had. Uh, Which animal would you swap the legs with and why? When I was a
0: kid, my favorite movie was The Little Mermaid and my favorite character ever in Disney, ever in Disney is Ursula the sea witch, I would one quadrillion percent have octopus legs, so I could just live my streams at long last.
2: I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. But you'll find that nowadays
1: I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light, and made a switch two years. Kayla, do you want to sort of um, pick Sarah or E.C. to to, to, to kick us off with, yeah, sort of inclusivity 101 and sort of give an overview of of, of what we're trying to talk about today?
2: So kind of going back to Julian's conversation around the employee resource group or our ERGs here at Cheetah Digital, it'd be great to kind of understand what the LGBTQIA plus ERG is and really walk us through this idea of inclusivity and how the ERGs are meant to really foster that inclusivity here.
3: Right, yeah. So I think, um, you know, to start off, we want to understand what an ERG really is for a company, right? So um, by definition, it's an employee resource group. Um, the, The goal here is to provide resources for different groups of people, whether they are parts of these communities or allies to these communities or people who want to um, you know, learn more about these communities and how they can foster a more inclusive work environment for members of the community. That sounds super vague, right? Um, going into our LGBTQIA group, Um, That is to foster an environment um, where community members, meaning um, co-workers of mine, um, other employees of Cheetah Digital who identify as LGBTQIA can um, meet in a safe environment and discuss issues at hand, whether that is within the work environment or just in the world in general general and where they live. Um, we also invite and encourage allies to join and other employees that want to learn more about how they can, you know, be allies to these coworkers of theirs um, that identify with this. ERGs exist because there are minority groups within every single corporation, right? And, ERGs exist to elevate the voices and the needs and the concerns of these minority groups.
1: Sarah, is, you see that set up really nicely. Is there anything you'd like to add or to build on on, on that? Because um, you two are a, a great partnership in this. One of the amazing facets of our ERG program, we
0: have black employees that treat women in tech, employees with additional needs, and young professionals, and that inclusivity the work that's being done to keep this initiative from being siloed that we are working not just in tandem but often in collaboration with different groups to make sure you know that intersectionality is represented that we can pair with other groups to say you know this is a topic we're doing we know it touches the work you're doing let's let's collaborate and tell a broader story show that this isn't just an issue of X underrepresented group, Y underrepresented group. So that's that's a really key element of the inclusivity is that is seeing that the topics we're talking about and the, the important initiatives that are being spearheaded aren't just being driven in one group. You know, these are just our five. Pilot groups. There will be more. So the the broader and more inclusive stories we can tell with other experts um, brings more people into being great allies. What we're talking about here with the different ERG groups,
1: they are all for everyone. The
0: move forward isn't just a move that underrepresented communities can we can do on our own. Allyship is so important because people occupy spaces that we. Don't. There are people at the table that we that we aren't able to sit at. And so knowing that people are out there listening to our stories, A, validates the underrepresented groups and B, empowers people to stand at our side, to stand up for us in ways that we can't. And so allies are tremendously important. Allies help push things forward because
1: they are in spaces that we don't or can't occupy. When it comes to allies, what's the best way of um of, of have you found like approaching them or, or having conversations?
3: An important thing to know and understand is that you can't force anyone into allyship, right? Um, but you can and should be completely open to answering questions and. Um, Approaching conversations with an open mind. Um, You know, we had a guest speaker recently who sparked conversation with um, coworkers of mine that I never expected to have conversations with about this topic, right? Um, And knowing that, you know, there's a willingness there and there's a desire there to learn more to understand better how to have conversations with people, how to use the right um, vocabulary and verbiage when it comes to these topics, um, that's incredible. So that's that's been one of the main things for me to understand. Is I can, as much as I want, you know, push the uh, the agenda on people but if they are not willing or they're not interested in it, they're not going to be good allies regardless. Um, And so that's, that's why it's important for us to take advantage of the people that do reach out and do ask questions and do have those curiosities because it shows that they are, you know, something in them desires to be a true ally to the community
1: your blog that you wrote, which is up on cheateddigital.com, that whole piece is around, yeah, being able to feel like you can bring your authentic self to, to work, which is one of those sentences that seems really easy. And like for a lot (laughs) of people, actually, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing for a lot of people, it might be easy to do that. They're like, well, it's just me. I'm just turn up, Mm -hmm. but actually not just people in, in ERG groups or, um, uh, uh, who are coming at it from different angles, it's not easy at all. And I just wondered if you could start to, yeah, elaborate a little bit on some of the subject matter of your blog of why that is an important point to make.
0: Kind of the heart of the blog is that LGBTQIA people have really had to fight for who they are, to be proud of who they are. There are still a lot of stigmas and stereotypes and bigotry that make it difficult. I mean, still today for people who are comfortable with themselves, there are still, there are still attacks, right? And so once someone has come to a point where the way that they have examined themselves, become comfortable with themselves, have decided the best way to express themselves, once that has become a whole piece that they have fought for, we should not ask people to put that on a shelf. So, you know, there are a lot of times like I've, you know, I've encountered where it's like, you know, maybe don't talk so much about how you're a queer person. Like maybe, maybe your gender expression is a little too much. And so it, it, it wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Um, but it's that, you know, it's that concept of coming out of the closet is seen as this very brave thing that we do and it's done and then we live our lives and it's not with every new friendship with every new boss with every new peer you have to keep coming out and if the environment isn't safe for that you're making people go back into a traumatic place so that is truly the importance of bringing the authentic self is that you are creating a safe space free from trauma where people can live their best lives, do their best work, not have to worry that, you know, if putting a picture of their partner on their desk is gonna get them fired. Um, it's that's that's the importance is that, you know, every we deserve that same authenticity as everyone else and should not have to pretend we're people we're not.
2: Sarah, as far as your experience with coworkers and managers companies in general do you have any examples where you you've seen organizations that have felt the most comfortable and kind of what stood out to you the most that allowed it to feel as though you were able to bring your most authentic self to work
0: <laughs> i do sound like a suck up but
2: well, Chita. <laughs>
0: but but cheetah has been pretty good about letting me be my full self and not just like someone who is here and disappear, but like that it is understood that my experience in the world is different and that my perspective is different, and that is both honored and um and appreciate it with with the managers that I've had. I also have a a very, I don't know the word for it, animated. Is that the word, Kayla?
2: What word would you describe for my desk? Your desk? Oh my goodness. I think it would be, I don't know if I use the word animated but I think it would just be a very visual representation of your personality. And there it
0: is. Everyone gets to have this little space in the office where they spend eight hours a day. And I think everyone has like a very, like, I love stuff on people's desk. I love it. I love, you know, people are bringing their, a little bit of their lives, or in my case, a, a whole lot of their lives. It's me. And you walk in, and you're like, that's Sarah Yeasel. There they are. You feel more comfortable.
2: Have either of you leaned on a specific person to help you in this? world where there are workplaces that aren't allowing you to be your authentic self that are suppressing you and trying to ask you to not be someone how did they help you what were some things that they said to encourage you to really be your true self and stand up in the workplace
3: even more so than the things that they said it was seen by their actions and everything so kind of even going back to the the desk conversation with Sarah here um I had a job before Cheetah um where I I put um you know one of those cute photo booth um (laughs) printouts of myself and my girlfriend at the time and um I'll never forget my manager walked over to my desk one day to look at something that was on my computer that I was going over with them. And, um, he specifically called that picture out and said, Oh, is that, who is that? You know? And, um, it made me feel awkward and it made me feel unwelcome there. Right. Um, so that was a verbal response to me that that kind of made me go back into my shell, go back into my closet in that workspace, kind of like Sarah was mentioning earlier, right? Um, and then I transitioned into like other uh, other roles um, at you know cheetah digital, where um, you know, I could mention my partner my girlfriend and uh you know my my co-workers in the new york office would be super supportive and or even just not say anything which sometimes that's what you want right but i don't i don't want to put you on the spot here julian but um You know, Julian got engaged a a few years ago and invited me and my girlfriend to an engagement cookout. And that meant so much to me, right? Julian and I have never sat down and just talked about me being gay. I don't think that that needs to happen. But the fact that um, Julian and his now wife, you know, were like, hey, let's invite E.C. and her girlfriend to this, um, this party, you know, that meant a lot to me because if I were straight, it would be assumed that my boyfriend would be invited to the party. Right. But as a gay or a queer person, it's always a question, you know, is anyone comfortable with me bringing someone that I'm dating to this party? Um, you know, and so that, that was something that that meant a lot to me at the time and still means a lot to me. Um, But that's a good example of when, you know, actions do speak louder than words. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it's exhausting to be a queer person. And for myself specifically, I came out when I think I was 16, maybe I was 17 at the time uh my family and my friends at the time had no problem with it um and then i went to college and i found myself as sarah was mentioning earlier having to come out again and again and again and again and it was exhausting and to work in a space um where i don't feel like i have to come out is incredible and I never realized how, like, much of a stressor that was on me prior to working at Cheetah Digital, honestly.
1: Now, there's two reasons some people approach things. One, because it benefits them. And the second, because it's the right thing to do. You know, the sort of cost-benefit analysis. This is one of those subjects and one of those matters where not only doing the right thing, is important because it's the right thing to do. But this is an uh, an area where if you do the right thing and you allow people to be authentic, it benefits not just the workplace, but the business itself. And the quote that I'm gonna throw back at you, was the wonderful thing you said, which was, we're all better off when we're all better off, which I thought was a a really nice, succinct way of putting it.
3: I definitely can't take credit for that quote. Um, I heard it once in this random documentary I was watching on the economy and, um, but it really spoke to me, right? Um, we are all better off when we're all better off and not one person is better off when the rest of us aren't right. So I take that mentality or I try to wherever I go in the workplace, if it's working on a project and um, I know one team member is struggling and I have some bandwidth to help them out, it's gonna help the whole team out, right? It's the same thing when we think about people being able to show up to work as themselves and know that they're comfortable in the workplace. So, Kind of how I view it is, um, you know, when it comes to LGBTQIA awareness and allyship, is that if you see a coworker, um, you know, who might be feeling kind of in that, you know, I don't want to bring up a little mermaid reference again, but, <laughs> um, you know, kind of going back into their shell.
0: Are they feeling like a poor, unfortunate soul?
1: poor unfortunate souls
3: in pain in need <laughs> a little bit yeah we don't want we don't want anyone feeling like that poor unfortunate soul where they have to creep back into their shell creep back into that closet whatever because the ramifications of that are that they will experience a psychological um, digression
0: and that affects their work. And when we are all
3: kind of building each other up, whatever, you know, if we all bring our troubles or our quirkiness to the table, um, if we all bring our quirks to the table and we all acknowledge them and we celebrate them, The team is going to perform better than if we're kind of like, oh, sometimes when we mention this thing, Sarah goes into their cell. Sometimes when we mention this thing, Kayla goes back into her shell. Sometimes when we mention this, Julian goes into his shell, right? And... We want to acknowledge those things and use them as benefits, right? Because we're all so different. And we can't conform to this like thought that cookie cutter versions of people will make the vision of the business succeed. Personally,
0: I can't I can't do anything but this. This is how the program, this is how this is how I am. I'm six feet tall. I'm kind of loud and goofy. I have weird hair. Like, I'm just, that's who I'm going to be. And not only can I not stop, I refuse to stop um, because that's who I am. And that's, you know, it's not, okay, it might be over the top, but it's not, you know, uh, how do I want to say it, disruptively so, right? Like, it's just me. It's who I bring every day. It's who I've been living with my whole life. So to ask that I don't be myself is really constraining because I'm also creative, analytical. Um, I have all of these skills that are entwined with that. Um, It's how my brain works. So when you start stifling one part, the rest is going to start to get stifled too. And so when you think about it as, you know, think about um, a plant if you think about a plant and you've got it in a pot it can kind of only grow so big but when you plant a garden where everyone can grow then things really start blooming and we start you know working together and creating like you know it's it's almost like that uh it also gives the seeds room to grow right as opposed to the pot yeah like the roots can grow out the br- like everything becomes more lovely and it's more authentic. You know, we're able to able to grow and not saying like, okay, column A that you can't pick and choose what's in a person. You know, you can't say like, you know what, the way you dress, I don't like the way that you talk. I don't like the way that you, um, articulate your opinion, you know, articulate your opinions. I don't like, but what I do like is this skill set that benefits me. So you can't, You can't pick that apart like burrs off a dog. Um, It's all, a person is a whole ecosystem and you you can't suppress what you don't like without damaging the whole.
2: What are some good ideas that you're able to kind of bring forth that allow workplaces to really foster that sense of inclusivity and authenticity that are just so simple and we don't understand why people aren't even putting these in place right now.
0: Listen, that's it. That's the whole secret is listening Um, because underrepresented groups will tell you, like they know what they need. They're the experts. That's really one of the best things about the ERGs launching is now we can have these conversations and it's listening. It's it's hearing people say, you know, here's where the gaps are. Here's where um, here's where our experiences differ in the workplace. Here's how we can bridge that. Here's how we here's how a company can do better. And here's how a company can better support us. And just making sure that those voices are not only. You know, there's amplifying voices and there's hearing voices. You know, we can lift up stories, but they need to be heard and actionable, which, you know, we go back to with the, um, with the Vanessa Sheridan talk is taking those concepts and then looking at life and saying, okay, now that I have these tools, now that I have attended these meetings and listened to these stories, now that I am equipped with this, here's where I can make change based on what I've heard and what I've listened to. Listening is so key because groups will tell you. <laughs> we, will, we will tell you. And in a way, like not in a like, oh, we'll tell you, but like in a way that's like, you know, we're, we're in this together, All, allyship um, is about that listening. And we're grateful for that year. We kicked off this
3: PRISM ERG in June. It was Pride Month. Um, And the feedback we got on it, um, both Sarah and myself was incredible, right? Um, One learning I received from it that I don't know that Cheetah or managers or anything know yet, but they will soon is the breadth of, um, the impact that these ERGs are making. Right. Um, so we've had people share their stories and it's been incredible to hear. One takeaway I have is that some of our employees, our coworkers, people we work with day in and day out, depending on what team we're on, um, you know, they are stationed across the world and in different countries. Uh, Julian, I know you're from the UK, Kayla and Sarah and I are all from the US. Um, we work with people in different places all the time And one thing that, like, has stuck with me this entire time is that some of our members, the only place that they are safe, physically and emotionally safe to be out, to be out of the closet, is here in this employee resource group. We have employees in countries and in communities that it's not safe to be their And to be able to provide that platform for them is, um, first of all, it's emotional for me, right? But second of all, it is incredible that, um, you know, if they can be out at work and nowhere else, At least, you know, Cheetah Digital is providing that for them. That just goes to show how important it is for workplaces to be inclusive, to promote employee resource groups, to promote diversity and inclusivity in their day in and day out um, business practices, right? Um, because you don't know people's background, and you don't know where they're from, and you don't know what they're going home to after they log off every day.
1: To conclude the uncaged, well, the uncaged wisdom wisdom question.:
3: My uncaged wisdom, is if you have somehow never watched Law & Order Special Victims Unit, I really encourage you to do so. I picked a really weird way to watch it. And so I started watching at the most current season and watched it backwards. I am now at season one, and I'm terrified for when it ends because what am I gonna do with my free time after that? Um, it's, in, it's incredible though. And uh, my favorite is uh, Odafin Tutuola and John Munch. And I can't believe I have spent 434 hours apparently watching it over the last like eight months. I feel like I can just leave this shop and become a detective like tomorrow if I need
1: to. Well, They would probably have found that USB stick and solved the crime from it. Sarah, the floor is yours though, just to, to see us out. Just in thinking about our
0: conversation, I always think about the spectrum in both sexuality and gender. And I just want everyone to commit to just to just dismantling and demolish binary thinking. Um, we live in such an either or Pepsi Coke kind of world that we don't see the Dr. Pepper and the mountain Dew. Um, so when it comes to, um, you know, seeing human nature and seeing gender and sexuality on a spectrum, we want to put those harsh borders up and just remember that, humanity is a watercolor painting and there are no boundaries and we just keep spreading and overlapping and learning and being more colorful beautiful
1: so a lovely way to
0: end guys this has been really great thanks for having us and letting us you know talk about building inclusive workplaces
3: it's always a joy chatting with you Julian and Kayla um I'm glad you invited Sarah and myself in to chat about this so thank you so much
2: Subscribe to Uncaged Wisdom for the latest and greatest in digital marketing insights and how they're solving problems with software and strategies.